We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? This is No Other Pod, and I'm Jimmy. I'm with my good buddy, Dan. Dan, what is going on? What's up, buddy? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing uh, doing pretty well. I'm, uh, I'm in the midst of World Cup fever, which has given me my uh, soccer fix in uh, what is potentially a sporting KC meltdown. I don't know. We will talk about that at mm. length because people are kind of freaking out a little bit, but uh I'll freak with you, them, my man. I'll freak all day. Uh freak all you know, day. I miss I kind of miss the group stage of the World Cup because I'm like, dude, there were so many games every day and now I'm like, whoa, I gotta wait four days for a game. What is going on? I yeah. hate it. And I, I need it to try to uh, try to keep me from burning down my apartment building because <laughs> sp- sp- sporting has me. Yeah, I mean, uh, people here are in danger, but uh, it, it keeps me from thinking about SKC, man. I feel like everything's tumbling down. That's my knee jerk reaction. I, we're going to jump right into that, but I'm, I'm, I'm all fired up. I'm a, I'm a, yeah. I'm a scat man. Now I do a lot of scatting to keep me from, uh, a- yeah, it's a new, it's a new <laughs> development. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's literally the words I, were gonna, I was going to say. This is a new development. I am learning <laughs> about this along with the rest of you. Um, right. I, yeah. So Dan, uh, I guess his vice when things are going wrong is uh, scatting. Scat man. Um, scat man. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have to maybe explore that at a later date. Um, but uh, tell me, did we, did we get any uh, new ratings or reviews this week? I don't think I saw any. Uh, I don't think we had any new ones because, uh, I mean, okay. we had a new rating, but I don't think there was a review okay. attached, but it. so, you know, five stars as if, so what are you yeah. going to do? I mean, is that a question? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for that. Um, yeah, we, we'll, we love the ratings and reviews, so please keep up with that. And, uh, on the volley apparel, don't forget, check out your, uh, your 15% off discount code, uh, it's it's no other pod, right, Dan? Uh, yep, no other pod. Not one word, because that looks like neuther pod. So no other pod. <laughs> Space it out. We didn't think that through when we were doing our Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, thankfully, there are capitals. There are capitals um, in there. There weren't at first. There Dude. were not at first. Dan had to text me and be like, hey, how about you put some capitals in there? And I was like, it's probably a good idea. Good idea. Because uh, <laughs> it, it sounds yeah. weird when you look at it. And, you know, you you said you bought their uh, On the Volley Apparel striker shirt. And I'm thinking, man, I might have to get the keeper shirt because I was forced to play goalkeeper in my Sunday night league game. And I must tell you guys, it's the worst uh, if you've never done that. <laughs> you've never done it it's kind of fun and i'm i i had one save and when i did it i was like tim milia <laughs> yep you know yep. like when you're shooting and you're then, like jordan <laughs> <laughs> this uh this is not like an old man league this is no, is dude. this the league you were telling me about where like 
ta- slide tackles are allowed, bro. Slide right? tackles are allowed. And I had no idea I signed up for this. So I'm like, <laughs> what have I gotten my 32 year old ass into? Uh, why is yeah. no one calling fouls when this guy slides? What's happening? So, but I will <laughs> tell you, it did not pay off, Jimmy. I tweaked something in my neck and I can't even look oh, to no. my right. We're walking down the street oh, no. and I said, uh, Hey wife, could you get on my left, please? Cause I cannot turn that way. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to be, you know, do the old uh, Derek Zoolander, you know, 270 degree turn all the way around. You can't turn right. Yeah, um, I can't turn right. And <laughs> I, I realized. And then at the end of the game, one of my one of my teammates was like, Dan, how old are you? And I was like, son of a bitch. Why are you asking me that? Why are you asking me how old I am? And I, I'm sure he was probably genuinely interested. But my self-conscious yeah. ass was like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> how old is he? How's your how old's your teammate asking? <sighs> Bro, I think they're all like twenty one and like yeah, super awesome. Yeah. And they're like, Yeah, you're big, you should go in goal. And I'm like, that's a terrible idea. But yeah, I'll stop rambling about that. It it was fun to say the least. And <laughs> I might do it again, but I might get that keeper shirt from on the volley, man. Fifteen percent off. Hold it. There you go. And uh if you ever feel old, just remember Killian Mbappe is nineteen years old. Um Wow, sweet so, Jesus. There you go. <laughs> yeah he's uh he's a baby um but we will talk more about the world cup later because right now we have uh is sporting kc in crisis i don't know that's what we're going to talk about uh, Yep. and we will <laughs> we will begin with that midweek game um so we had two games this week rsl in the midweek on the road toronto fc at home on the weekend and now I think you and I thought that we'd come out of these two games with around four points, um, and we were wrong. Uh, so wrong, dude. That are yeah. We're normally, if if you're faithful listeners that know other pod, you you know that kind of our format is we kind of go goal by goal through the games, talk about what we thought happened, what our reactions were, no get time, some, uh, big picture thoughts at the end. There's just too much, so we're not gonna really. I'm gonna give some like highlights of what happened, but we're not gonna sit here and go goal by goal necessarily. We might spend a little bit more time on some things than others, but we're gonna jump right in um, to the four to two loss to RSL. Um, Burn it down. We started off, yeah, we, we, we started off relatively fine. Daniel Shallow, he kicks us off with a, a goal in the 20th minute, and I'm thinking, okay, yep, this that is good. Great. This is good. That only lasted for about nine minutes because Jefferson Savarino uh, pulled back an equalizer nine minutes later, only for Corey Baird to uh, to get a an, an, uh, go-ahead goal just uh, eight minutes after that. Yeah. And then right before half, uh, Sebastian Saucedo, and uh, don't get me started on him. Nope. Um, he uh, he pulled one in for for RSL, so they go into the half at at a three to one lead, and we're thinking, well, this sucks. This yeah. is not great. What and, just happened? Uh, yeah, it, it 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 they looked totally just just out of sync. Um, I don't know. Johnny Russell didn't start this game. Juan Cousin was in there. They ended up pulling Juan Cousin out and putting Johnny Russell in at the half, um, and they and they dropped Johan from the wing back into the midfield uh, where where Juan Cousin was. Um, they were trying to give Johnny a break because he's been playing for so many damn months in a row. But I don't know. You're you're at half. We're, we're down three one. What? Where's your head at at that point? Do you are you kind of just already resigned to the fact that we've lost this game? Uh, yeah. I mean. Not, no, no, not right away. Cause I'm like, oh, I got them right where we want them. Cause we like comebacks. <laughs> <laughs> Comeback and, team. And bro, wasn't that, uh, gosh dang, who, Seth Sinovic assisted Shallowy's goal. And I'm like, yo, that was pretty sick, man. And, and it just mm-hmm. sucks to get that little taste right there. Uh, you know, not even 20 minutes in just to go down two goals at halftime. That sucks. Yeah, it was it was not fun, and and it kind of sucked because it was a pretty goal. Um, you know, they had the switch to to Sinovic, and then Sinovic whipped it into to Daniel, and then Daniel just had a pretty much wide open net in front of him, and you're thinking, okay, this is good. Um, and and it, it just it did not last, and it felt like, you know, the 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 midfield was all all out of sync. Um, you know, we 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 didn't have Johnny in there which they, like I said, you know, 
it's been tough. And and we got a question about this, so we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more later. But mm-hmm. it, it's crazy when you think about it. Johnny hasn't had a break in I don't know how long because he went right from his season with Derby County straight into playing with Sporting KC. He never got an off season. He's looking at like that's true playing 12 straight months of soccer. Which um, it seemed like a break when he went to play for Scotland, but he was he was playing for Scotland, so no break. Yeah, and I think he didn't, didn't he go a full ninety in in that game that he, uh, he featured. I believe you're I, right. I think so. So it's it's kind of like man, Johnny can't catch a break literally. Um, and I think Peter I just, want, wanted to give him a break, but he kind of felt forced to bring him in. Yeah, he had to have some kind of change. You had to have a spark. Um, you want to hear something that's going to piss a lot of people off? Um, oh, no. Kind of, that's always a great way to, to, to segue <laughs> into something. Half our uh, listeners just left. You want to hear? <laughs> yeah. They're like, ah, screw this guy. I'm done. Um, we're so mad that Tim Melia has, uh, you know, uh, that he didn't make the All-Star game. Well, bro, he's given up goals. And I know it's not all his fault. Okay, I know. Don't come at me. Don't come at me, bros. It's not his fault. He has a defense in front of him, but it's still on his stats. Yes, I think he's still tied for shutouts with uh, with Brad Guzan, I think. So that's, you know, yes, he should probably still be an all-star. But he, there, people are scoring on us, man. People are figuring it out. Yes, he's stopping PKs, but I don't know. Is this is that stupid to say, to be worried about that? Um, I I, I don't know if I'm necessarily worried yet because we still have one of the better defenses in the league uh, we've allowed 20 24 goals um we scored 35 allowed 24 oh, that's, that's that's good enough for a, a plus 11 goal differential which is second uh only to lafc in the west who have plus 13 and they have um scored uh second most goals in the entire league um you know the only get me started on them yeah the only teams with a better goal differential than than sporting kc right now are the red bulls lafc and uh atlanta united and those are all like mls cup contending teams um so i don't know that i'm necessarily worried about the defense per se or melia per se unless ike is truly hurt because he got hurt in the Toronto game. And True. unless, you know, Jimmy Madrona stays out for a while. So I, I don't know. Um, yeah, man, it's it's just so many of the goals it's we've allowed. to talk about. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it really feels like Melia, in my mind, deserves an all-star nod, especially when you think about all of the penalty kicks he stopped this year, including, um, which was maybe the world's worst penalty kick I've ever seen in this RSL game. Yeah. When uh, Albert Rusnak tried to do a, a little panenka is what it's called, where uh, you is just kind of, really? yeah, that's, that's uh, uh, the, the technical name for it is panenka. You just kind of chip it right down the middle, real soft, hoping the, uh, the keeper dives one way or the other. Um, I don't well, know. I hate that the PK had to happen because on that first one, dude, Roger caught the guy. Okay. Roger caught him. I'm not yeah. sure he needed to push him down in the box. Yeah, it 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 um it was unfortunate, but the the PK was given and Amelia came up big and he didn't even dive one way or the other and didn't even look like he <laughs> was remotely so was gonna dive one way or the other. <laughs> like I have never... And then and then uh and then Rusnak walk he he runs back like oh I should probably run back and play defense yeah. after that shoddy performance. <laughs> that that didn't work. Um, so Melia <laughs> must have seen something in his research leading up to the game to show him that Rusnak was maybe going to do that. Because I've never seen a keeper just literally stand there and be like, nope. <laughs> and I know uh, I know Tim does a, a lot of extensive research on, on sort of like penalty kick uh, styles for his opponents. So um, true. Yeah, that that. Uh, that did not go how Rusnak wanted, but it it really didn't matter because even though Ike pulled one back in the uh, the sixty fourth minute, uh, and suddenly it was three two, and you're thinking, okay, maybe we got a shot at this. Maybe we can pull back, save a point. That's fine. Um, Ilya got called for a penalty in the box, which was not in the box in uh, the ninetieth minute plus ten. 
because of all of the oh, crazy don't forget, stuff after that was going after a couple red cards. Yeah, so uh, Shallowy saw a red card um, for, for contact to the face of an opponent. Uh, he kind of had a, a flying elbow that didn't really make tons of contact, but um, it, it made contact. And by the rule, it is a red card, so whatever. Roger got a second yellow that sent him off, that sent Sporting KC down to nine men. And then when Ilya got called for this, I thought uh, the ref showed a red immediately. I was like, oh, crap, Sporting KC is now down to eight players and more importantly are going to be without three of their best players for the next game. He then switched it to a yellow, which was weird, and then called it a penalty. Um, no, bro. he didn't. I don't think he switched it. I, I think he just was throwing cards so much that he forgot which pocket – it was in. He pulled out the red by mistake because you'll see he looks at it and he's like, oh, shit, that's not a yellow. And he puts <laughs> it back in. He's like, there's the yellow. I found it. <laughs> yeah, it was very strange. And I was confused. I didn't even realize he had switched it because I think I even tweeted something yeah. about, you know, it the Sporting KC being without those three guys. And, and then uh, someone on Twitter was like, no, no, like they LA was only a yellow. Um, oh, but- that's hilarious. And then Luis Silva points to the name on the back of his jersey. It's like, bitch, no one cares. No one yeah. cares who you are. Messi has done that in the past. And it's like, stop. You're playing for the, the name on the front of your shirt, all right? Not the name on the back, you piece of garbage. Yeah, especially since, uh, you know, you haven't really won anything in, in recent memory. Congrats on uh, on winning this game and uh, moving up to, let me check. Oh, yeah, you're still fourth in uh, the standings. Um, Man, we better be careful that- or we'll be down there. Yeah, well, you know, good news is even after our crappy uh, performances this this week, we're still we still got a four point cushion uh, on RSL beneath us through the same amount of games. Um, but that's true. But yeah, it, I was like, calm down. You, you won the, this little battle, but like, well, you know, we got the best of you yeah, in, in MLS Cup, and we've got the best of you in the Open Cup, and you really haven't done anything except get coaches fired as of late. So. Um, <laughs> Let's 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 calm down a bit. Um, yes, but I don't know. I, I I how are you feeling after that game? I know there was some. Let me ask you this: Do you think it was understanding hindsight's twenty twenty? Was it worth it bringing Johnny in down to to try to uh, to try to to pull a result out of this? Because I know there were some people, um, you know, Chad <clears throat> Smith from the Blue Testament. He and I had a little back and forth. He was saying at halftime, look. Bring in Belmar, rest Johnny. He needs the rest, save the, the people for Toronto. I was thinking you try to get a result. Um, hindsight, obviously, being twenty twenty, result didn't happen. I think but... you try to get. <clears throat> I think you try to get a result from the Western Conference team. Yeah, and yeah. you know you'll probably bring it at home, which that didn't happen either. But you know that game, dude. It was nine o'clock. You got to get up and work in the morning. You're really hoping for a result, something to go to bed happy about, and it just didn't happen. Man, it didn't happen. So I'm not I'm not feeling good about it. Everyone's talking this midseason lull that we always have around August or September. Here it is, folks. Here it is. <laughs> Pack your shit. This is it. Yeah, it's uh after Better that, now. Better now than later. Yeah, FC Dallas won in the midweek and and after we lost, it was the first time since like the second week of the season that Sporting KC were not in first or tied for first in the West. Um and if you look at the stats after the RSL game, it was virtually even on possession, which is kind of a loss for Sporting KC because they usually win possession, yeah. like by fifty-seven, usually. To, you know, sixty percent to like you know forty-ish percent, forty-three percent, something like that. Um, but you look at the shots. RSL had eighteen to Sporting KC's eight, seven on target to Sporting KC's three. Um, they had, uh, you know, just almost a virtual amount of duels won, um, way more clearances, less fouls, obviously less cards. So it was just kind of an all around, uh, whooping. Um, well, dude, tell me, tell me it gets any easier from here, the schedule. Cause it does not. So it does not get any easier. The, um, the good news is we might have some guys returning from injury soon and the transfer window is now open. So there might be reinforcements coming. Maybe. Although if our, our Twitter poll we put up is any indication, y'all aren't very hopeful on that front. No, <laughs> y'all are negative. Welcome to the club. Ready yeah. to lose the open cup and every other game this year. Let's go. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. <laughs> I'm <shortly>. fired up, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
Well, before before we get to that, let's 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 briefly talk about this two two draw to a, a dreadful Toronto FC team at home. Dreadful. Um, Sporting KC went down one zero relatively early uh, because uh, in the twenty fifth minute, uh, a defensive mistake uh, left uh, a ball available for for Jonathan Osorio in the box. He put it away. It was really their only chance up to that point, but they buried it. Um, but then soon after Ilya Sanchez, uh, hit a PK, Johnny Russell, um, scored just a few minutes later. So we're up two one feeling great. And then, uh, Jordan Hamilton just like fired a Galazzo out of nowhere from like outside the box that just beat Tim on a, on a, what was a fantastic shot. And it ended two, two. So what were your biggest Bro. takeaways from that game? Well, sorry. Yeah. Jonathan Osorio didn't just you know, find that goal in the box. I mean, Justin Morrow kicked it in from the side and, and Osorio just got a toe on it. I mean, it was right. damn good goal. So, you know, Amelia's not looking stupid. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, when that happened, dude, I go, here we go. This is what's happening. And, and my wife, she tries not to pay attention. She'll like be on her phone. Cause you know, don't add fuel to the fire that I'm already feeling. <laughs> And I go, I go, are you even seeing this? And she goes, yeah, yeah, I see it. And I go, well, why aren't you mad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I am. I just don't want to make you more mad. I was like, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was a frustrating game because so I think we obviously we didn't have Roger and we didn't have uh, Daniel Shallowy. So Diego Rubio started up top. Um, couldn't get much going. He came off. Kyrie came on. Kyrie almost had a goal. He, he, I mean, he he misses the target That's by like true. three inches. He might be hurt, um, by the way. He might be hurt. And then he came off just a few minutes later, and and we had to bring on Delmar. And Kyrie has not returned to training um, as of this recording. Whoa. So hey, have you watched? Okay, did you see Ilya's PK celebration after he slotted it home? Did you see what he did? Remind me what he did, bro. He runs away. And he's holding his thumb and his index finger in in a way of saying tiny penis. Like <laughs> I don't know what? what he was doing. No, he's like running away, and it's like if you were to say, Oh, this close, or you know, maybe he's like, Oh, you almost got it, Bono, or Bono has a tiny wiener. That's that's kind of where I think uh he was going with that. <laughs> those, that those Spanish footballers. <laughs> okay i was because I, I i i interpreted it as like oh yeah he he hit it you know right where he wanted like there was a small window and he hit it because bono dove the right way um nah, that couldn't have been he it. just got it past him <laughs> but i don't know Ilya. let me tell you Ilya is literally the nicest person on the face of the earth so he is he is um yeah, I mean, but I'm gonna just, need a, I'm gonna need a flip or something. He needs a, he needs to do a flip like Johnny Russell does over here doing front flips. That was a pretty impressive front flip. I uh, it was. I think it was, you know, the. I gave it a 13 out of 10 because um, he stuck Whoa. that landing. No, uh, no bouncing. Just kind of pulled it out of nowhere, and uh, yeah, I, I let me tell you this. I'll take Johnny Russell's front flip over Dom Dwyer's back flips. So. That's true. Every time these guys do it, I'm like, "Ooh, soft landing! Don't don't blow out your ACL doing a goal don't celebration. Hurt yourself, yeah." Because that's you know, how an, an NFL, old person thinks. Well, an NFL kicker hurt himself. Uh, I forget which who it was. Someone can tweet me and tell me, but he hit a field goal and then jumped to celebrate and uh, and hurt his leg. So yes, it's uh, yes, he did. Well, that wasn't Chiefs, was it? If it was, I'm gonna feel real stupid. Um, oh, I, was it Cairo Santos? Might have been. I, I hope not, but it that sounds like something he would do. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it, um, it was an impressive front flip. He didn't hurt himself, thankfully. But yeah, man, that game, I don't know. Roger, we didn't have Roger in the midfield. And I don't know about you, that's but I'm huge. sitting. huge. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm sitting there that whole time, and I'm like, we're missing Roger. Because people got really mad at Johan because Johan did have a crap game. He almost had another world-class folly. That missed by like an inch. Um, but I think, I don't know. What do you think? I saw Johan was trying to be a mix of an attacking midfielder and a box-to-box midfielder, which Roger's normally the box-to-box. Johan's natural position is the attacking midfielder. But he kind of looked like he was trying to do both halfway, and he wasn't good at doing both halfway, and he's definitely not 
a box-to-box guy. So it felt like he just was kind of lost, and we had no midfield. Was that what you saw, too? That's exactly what it looked like. I think I texted you, and I was just like, yo, man, this we really miss Roger, and it shows. It, like, it really showed. And I think, uh, I think Sam McDowell from the Kansas City Star tweeted out, I think he said something like, Oh, now's the time for Roger to negotiate a new contract or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was pretty clear that disagree. we needed. Yeah. Like Roger's that kind of like enforcer guy who will win the ball in the middle of the field, look up and, 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 you know, run back from defense back on offense, you know, get the ball up to uh, the forwards, um, get the yes. ball to the number 10. And, and we just missed him. And Juan Cousin, he was trying, but you know, he, he wasn't, doing much and and there was really i looked at the the sub list and i was like we have no midfielders like there's no one to bring in um nope so they uh, yeah what do you do in that situation yeah there there was really nothing they had forwards and they had defenders um but it's it's tough playing from behind man i miss the games where you get off on the right foot and you're like you know going up two nil at halftime my goodness those were the days <laughs> yeah um i i hope we can get back to them um but you know if you if you look at the stats of this game sporting kc statistically dominated this game 18 shots to eight for toronto five on target to three for toronto um they won possession 54 to 46 um passing accuracy was better in both attacking half um and you know and defensively like this they played a better game. Toronto looked bad. Toronto just got a little bit lucky, I think. Now Toronto or Sporting KC, I don't think looked good. Um, you ever watch Michael Bradley? Do you ever just watch him out there? Like the dude is pretty good. His passes are like a hundred percent accurate every time. Yeah, I, I uh, he he man, I I don't envy him right now because every place he it's goes, tough. he just gets hammered. He's way overpaid. Blues. Yeah, he is way he, overpaid. I mean, Toronto, it's it's almost like a salary cap thing. Like, yo, spread the payment around. Like, you just have a couple players that are making so much money, and that's not how a team should be built. No, it's it's not it's not great. Um, and I think they're going to probably turn into more of a selling club soon. Even Paul Tenorio, who's an MLS writer, he wrote, I, I was reading in The Athletic today, that he listed Toronto as one of his top three selling clubs for this transfer window. Cause they just, they're, they're pretty much, I mean, they're not mathematically eliminated, but they're pretty much eliminated from playoffs at this point. And right. I think Dude, I even right around said, this time we bailed on Dwyer last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and how's that worked out for Orlando? Uh, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're in the midst of an awful tumble. Um, so are we, man, we're tumbling. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, so after the one point, um, Sporting KC have fallen to third in the West, um, 33 points. Now, granted, we're only two points off the Western Conference leaders, uh, FC Dallas, who are at 35, and one point behind the second place, LAFC, at 34, but both of those teams have a, a one game in hand on Sporting KC. So Sporting KC are going to have to make up some uh, some points somewhere. Um we still have to play LAFC at Children's Mercy Park. And I remember we said when Benny and Latif left that that game, very last game of the season at Children's Mercy Park, might end up being the difference in uh, in, in <sighs> we did. potentially a bye week or, or certainly playoff seating. So <clears throat> it's going it's to. Gonna... It's absolutely going to, man. Look what LAFC is doing. They're doing very well without their, their Mexican internationals. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. They don't even have Carlos Vela. Um, they. They. I, I don't know if Marco Urania came back from Costa Rica, and I assume he probably did. But um, they're scoring more goals per game than any other team in the league. Um, Atlanta technically have one more goal on the season, but they've played two more games than LAFC. So wow. And 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 they're still that sucks, they're, they're, dude. Yeah, they, Laurent they added, Simon uh, is kicking free kicks. Yeah, and and he's crazy at it. Like he has that knuckler that just is next to impossible to stop. They're adding Andre Horta in the midfield, this transfer window. Um, They just added uh, Diamande not that long ago, who's been tearing it up ever since he got there. LAFC are a scary team. 
Um, I think they may end up being more successful as a first year expansion team than Atlanta was. So sorry, Atlanta fans. <laughs> yeah, not really. Uh, I, not really. Sorry, but uh, I don't know. So do you think this is sort of the slump that sporting KC has come to be known for? Or do you think that it yeah. has more to do with, we got no, we still got no real star striker despite Kyrie being fine. Our best player has been hurt for a couple of months. Um, although if you saw Sporting Casey's Twitter today, looks like he's pretty darn close to coming back because he's out there doing bicycle kicks. In uh, is he in... even our best player? We don't even know him anymore. All right, it's like when someone goes to prison. <laughs> prison changes people, bro. They come out, they're a different person. Yeah, I, I hope if he can return. So obviously, we're talking about Felipe Gutierrez. If he can return anywhere close to the form he was in through the first five, six games of the season when he was playing, I think we'll be in pretty good shape. Um. Because he was our what best is player. hernia, by the way? Is that like in your stomach, a sports hernia? Um, can it make me it's not look? a? Is it a testicle thing? I always thought it was a testicle thing. I I don't think it is. It's uh, yeah. It. Let's see. I'm 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 googling it right now. Um, I asked the real questions here, folks. These are important things to know. Yeah, it looks like it, it's you know I've never had a hernia, thankfully, um, but. According Until to you read it on WebMD and you're like, oh, I do have a hernia. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's been wrong this whole time. Um, it says it's when an organ or other piece of tissue protrudes through a weakening in one of the muscle walls of the abdominal cavity. So. Oh, sick. Sounds painful. disgusting. Sounds like it's not fun. Sure does. Um, I know Pe- uh, Peter said. I just think about it. Like, Yeah. Peter said that. Felipe probably could have come back sooner, but that since Sporting KC was doing pretty well and getting results up to this point, they were going to kind of take it slow and make sure it fully healed. Um, well, you better heal that bitch up. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know. Um, I guess now is as, as good a time as any to start getting into to some of our fan questions. Wasabi said, can we officially call this a lot. our yearly slump? I feel it's a slump. Is it a slump? Can we call it a slump? So slump. Yeah. You think that's what he said at the very bottom. He said slump <laughs> slump. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's, I think so. I think dude, I'm, I'm singing that tune all day. I'm like, yes, everyone has one of these. And I think Peter even said it in an interview, like the, every team goes through something like this and it's best. We're going through it right now. Yeah, and, and forgive me if you're listening and you were the one who tweeted this. I don't remember which of the reporters it was who said this. It might have been Tad Bell from uh, Blue Testament, but um, somebody tweeted, and it might have been Sam McDowell too, someone tweeted that there's kind of a feeling around training that sporting almost needed to go through this slump to kind of wake up and say, hey, you guys need to, you know, you're good, but you still got to work at it. Um I don't know. What do you think about that? Because I always have mixed feelings when I hear that because I, I kind of want to be like, well, you guys should have known you need to keep working anyway. You shouldn't have to go through a series of three bad games to know that you're not as hot shit as you think you are. So. Ugh. Has it only been three? Because it feels like a <laughs> lifetime. Yeah. It, it started with that bad uh, loss to Montreal on the road. Um, and David O'Neill said, I think if you lose to Montreal yeah. and only manage to draw with a terrible Toronto team at home – it's more like a complete dive into the trash bin than a slump. So, I mean, I don't why why you got to dive into a trash bin. I, I don't think we need to do that. <laughs> but gosh dang it, we're not going to it's not getting any easier this weekend going into Red Bulls, dude. Like Red Bulls are are near the top of the East. They they have just as many points as we have, I think. We're 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 in trouble. We are absolutely in trouble with them. Brad uh, Bradley Wright Phillips will will tear our butts apart. Yuck. <laughs> I don't want that. Um, yeah, he will, dude. He will eat our butts. Nope. Okay. Hopefully not. But <laughs> You said uh, nope. You said- <laughs> yeah, Red Bulls do have 32 <laughs> points through 17 games. Um, you know, they, they are our next game. It is on the road. They are without uh, – or they have a new head coach because Jesse Marsh, uh, as many people know, left the New York Red Bulls to go to Red Bull mm. Leipzig in the Bundesliga as an assistant coach. Um, So 
Good. He did. He did go from head coach to assistant coach. So cool <laughs> career path. Well, I mean, to be fair, Bundesliga is probably a step up from MLS. And I think give it two years, he's probably a head coach over there. So I get it. Um, uh, give it two years and he's in the USL. What up? <laughs> <laughs> he did say that uh, Leipzig would love to have Tyler Adams and Tyler Adams features lies in Europe. So uh, Dude, we all knew that already. Okay. Tyler Adams is more than open to that. Yeah. That young blood. Yeah. So uh, maybe it happens. Saying this that a lot lately. Trans- love young blood. <laughs> maybe it happens this transfer window. I don't know. Um, technically, New York Red Bulls could send him out anytime, but they're not going to send him out without bringing in a replacement. So, um, I don't know. You are are you feeling? But we're in trouble. Are you, so let's let's say Felipe comes back this week because he returned to full training, even if he doesn't Whoa. start. Whoa, that's too much. He's not coming back. You don't think so? He's that's way ahead of his time frame. They gave him like an August time frame. Yeah, but they said he was a little ahead of schedule. Look. If you're out there doing bicycle kicks in soccer tennis in training and falling flat on your back, I think your hernia is healed enough where you can come out and make a 30-minute cameo appearance if we need you. I'm just saying. Yeah, true. But last time he made a 30-minute, he had to come out and go have surgery, so he might just need more surgery. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Okay, so let's. I hope hope that Felipe can make a comeback. Why would they do that? Why would they do that in New York? Because we're in a downward spiral and we need we need a result. And we'll do anything. <laughs> Put in Eric Dick at goalkeeper. <laughs> um, bring back Graham Smith. Um, but there you go. Yeah, I. I are you, it sounds like you're not feeling confident about this Red Bulls game. No, and I, you know what? Like I do this all the time, but no, I'm not. I'm not confident. All right, the Red Bulls are good. Uh, all right, they're not. Uh, they're not slouches at all, and we don't have a great history against them in general. Uh, I do think two years ago we did beat them at their place. I was there. That was a fun time. Uh, <laughs> but it was it, it's not easy to play there. It's a great stadium, a great atmosphere, and they're a great team. And Bradley Wright Phillips is a true striker. I mean, he will absolutely be testing Matt Beasler and whoever else is with him because I assume Michael Parra is not training. Yeah, he's he has not returned to training. Hopefully, it's not a long term injury, but I'm guessing we'll see Emiliano Amor uh, next to Matt Beasler in the back line. See, this sucks. It, it, everyone's like Ike's always hurt, and it's like you know what though he hasn't been. He hasn't been hurt for almost a year now. It's been really great. Yeah. He's had a good run at this, and now here we are. He's hurt again, and I just hate life. Yeah. So. He hasn't returned to training. I don't know if it's precautionary. Peter, after the game, um, when the reporters asked him about it, he said that his hamstring had been bothering him, and Ike was told, hey, if it starts getting too tight, what? don't push it. Let us know. We'll sub you out. Um, he goes, I I haven't talked to Ike at this point, so I don't know if he listened or if he did push himself too far. Hopefully he listened and, and took himself out, and he was just feeling a little tightness. So I no, hope. He pushed it too far. He was absolutely in pain. It wasn't like that game that Beasler felt some tightness and was like, yo, time for me to come out. Sub me out right now. This was like, okay, ah, sub me out. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not great. Um, but I do, I will say, I do like Emiliano Amor. If you got Amor there with Beasler, that's that's not the end of the world. I'd rather have Beasler and Amor than Amor and Ike because I think. We saw, we've seen yeah, true. we've seen what happens when Beasley's not in there, and Ike has to be the one to sort of like distribute out of the back line, and that's not Ike's uh, strong skill set. So, um, it's it's good that it's good that Ugh, we have Beasley there, dude. I hope we can get a draw. That game. That's what I'll say. That game is at six o'clock. Six o'clock Central, people. Yeah, I hope it's, we. Uh... I hope we can get a draw. I'm not feeling confident about it. I'm I'm not feeling like we're gonna get a win. Um. Bro, and then you got to go into the Open Cup next week in Houston. This is crap, and it just builds from there, man. We it doesn't get any easier. I think I think we get a week off though, don't we? We don't play next weekend. Um, I know that we don't have another home game until July twenty eighth, but I haven't honestly looked at the schedule that far down to see. Oh yeah, bro. What's uh, what's after? We that? We don't play again till July twenty eighth. After that, so you get a little break. Well, that's which much kind of nice. <laughs> Much needed. Yeah, much needed because then FC Dallas is coming into your house. 
man. That's a freaking huge game. That's like right, and then Houston again, bro, and then LAFC, and then your boy Kuzbape is coming home. <laughs> Kuzbape, um, that's what that's Daniel me. is is calling himself now, as he is a French fan. Um, <laughs> I'm an adopted French fan because I have like two French customers at work, and I'm like, hey, is there room for me on your train? <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to find Johan when you come back. Let him know that you're his fellow countryman. Um, <laughs> oh, absolutely, dude. Wait wait till you see that sick jersey. Oh, my God. Their away jersey is one of the best I've ever seen. It's Oh, yeah. Bought it. It's pretty darn nice. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that more in a little bit. So that we got a huge stretch coming up with, with FC Dallas, LAFC, Houston, all that stuff. Massive Western Conference games against probable playoff teams. Um, we also have the transfer window now, and a lot of our fans want to know about what we think is going to happen. So David O'Neill says, it's the start of the MLS transfer window. Should I hold my breath waiting for Sporting to sign one of the many strikers they had supposedly come to agreements with during the window? A signing seems especially necessary given Shelton's injury. Also, do you think they will look to the transfer window to help ease some of the injury issues at other positions? Um I don't have any insider knowledge other than what Sam McDowell has previously reported, which is that Sporting KC are looking for a striker. They're also looking for someone in the midfield, and they're looking for a left back. Now, whether that happens or not, I don't know. When we asked our our, our fans uh, yesterday if they thought that that DP-level striker will happen, we got 103 votes. 34% said yes. 17% said, why stay with Kyrie and Diego? And 49% running away with it said, it needs to, but it won't happen. So, Dude, we're all a bunch of freaking skeptics up in here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Welcome to this negativity. Come on. Let's have fun. Where where are you in there? Let's let's start with a striker. Do you think it's happening or do you think we've heard it too many times and, and, and we're stuck? We're sticking with what we got. Uh... Bro, I think I voted on it, and I said, yeah, that's right. I vote on our stuff. I think I said uh, uh, that we are going to get one. I, I just – I think it's time. I think you have to. Um, I don't know who. I don't know who's in the pipeline anymore. Probably probably Antoine Griezmann, uh, but, I, you know. <laughs> you know, I hear, uh, you know, we can, we can say it's not going to be Cristiano Ronaldo since he's going to Juventus. Uh, that is now official. Well, you know, we could buy him out. I'm sure we we got that <laughs> money, don't we? We got all that. Tam How much game? tam would it take to? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike McGrew at Zavictastic um, on Twitter estimates that we have about 3.1 million in gam tam saved up. So um, that's pretty good. I still don't know what it means, uh, and don't dare <laughs> try to explain it to me because. When someone explains it to me, I absolutely doze off. I'm like, okay, goodbye. I won't go into the intricacies. <laughs> I will say it's plenty of money to buy down one of our players, open up a DP spot, and bring in another DP player. So if if they well, there we go, if they find the guy, um, we got the money to make it happen. So I, I hope I think they will. Yeah, and they'll release some kind of highlight reel for the guy. We'll all be excited, and then he'll come in. And won't do much, and or get injured, and we'll all just be pissed again. Well, I hope I hope that doesn't happen. I <laughs> don't laugh. This is serious. I don't think anything's imminent because usually something leaks before something's imminent. Like, imminent. Yeah. Big words, Jimmy, over imminent. here. Imminent. It sounds like a very powerful word. Um, it's like seven letters. So much. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they find a midfielder oh, or a left back first and then people get all pissy like, why don't you sign a striker? They're working on it. I think it's clear we need a midfielder because we had nobody to bring in for Johan. And so if someone gets hurt, we need a we need another guy who can be a depth guy. Not going to be a starter, but we need a depth guy. Um, we could use a left back. I, I I think we can use. I don't use, know. You don't, you, don't, you don't know if they're bringing a midfielder? You think we need a left back? You don't think Jalen can lock that down? Well, Jalen's natural position. And he's young. 
He is. His natural position is right back. He's looked great at left back, but I also know Peter repeatedly says we don't want to play someone more than they have to, especially so young. And both he and Juan Cousin have been sort of forced into action, but he, he, he even mentioned after last game, like, we don't necessarily want to play him this much so early because we don't want him to get overwhelmed. Yo, why not, though? You don't get overwhelmed. When you're young, if you get injured, you heal quicker. When you're young, you're like a gypsy, dude. Like, you, you bounce back so much stronger. And and your stamina is better than some of these older guys. Uh, your your body's more limber. Like, you, you're absolutely a, a freaking wizard, man. It's awesome. So I don't know why you wouldn't want to play these guys. I think he's thinking more about the mental aspect. Like, he's worried about getting mentally overwhelmed. Mental but aspect. I don't know. I will say that little, like, back heel thing he's he mental. did to Juan Cousin, like, you see things like that every once in a while from Jalen, and you're like, this dude's a future starter on the men's national team, and it's not going to be that far in that, the future. Absolutely. Like he, No, he, not far at all, dude. Yeah. He's, uh, he's – U20s? He's got World Cup coming up for U20s, right? Yeah, you're right. So he'll, he'll, I'm sure he's going to be the starter there. Um, and you know what? Right or left back. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Jalen Lindsay on gold cup squad next year, senior squad. What? Is that a Jimmy Lydic? That's a, that's a hot take, man. I'm just saying what, I mean, what, who else are you going to put back there? Old ass DeMarcus Beasley? Like, come on now. Uh, in the left back spot, yeah, probably Demarcus Beasley. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> He's be a freaking vampire. The year twenty eighty seven, and it it'll be you know <sighs> Josh Sargent's grandchild, Christian Pulisic the fourth, and ninety seven year old yep. Demarcus Beasley holding it down. And he for still the looks US good. His national team. Um, the dude is good. Yeah. So I don't know. I I. I think they're going. I think Peter wants a left back. I think he wants midfield depth, and I hope they sign a DP striker. We'll see. He's not. I also know he's not going to force the Jimmy? issue. Where's Jimmy Madronda? Like, are are we sad? Do we miss him? I miss my little Colombian. I miss him just because of his versatility. Like, he's so good at left back. But like, also, if we had him for this game, you could have brought in. Let's say he was at left back. You could have moved him up to a number ten, taking Johan out, and put in Jalen or Seth at left back. I mean, Jimmy's just so versatile. I I, I miss. Could have. So yeah, I mean. It- Dude, are Seth and Jalen still battling for this left back spot, you think? I mean, say we don't sign a left back. I mean, who's going to win between those two? I think Jimmy's still first choice if possible. But Jimmy's first choice at left back? Yeah. He I mean, he was all season and 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 I Cuz it's like they've been rotating him too and then they threw Lobato in there. They've literally thrown four different people at left back. Yeah. I'm just waiting to see like I'm waiting to see uh uh I don't know. I'm waiting to see Juan Cousin play left back or something. I'd be, I'd be so surprised. <laughs> it's possible. Um, so yeah, I think we're both hopeful. Have our fingers crossed. No guarantees, but I, I, we've been going on a year looking for a striker. You have to think at some point a deal is going to get done. So uh, it's been 83 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric Martin also wanted to know about. Uh, if Shelton's injury would, would ignite the search for a number nine. I think we covered it pretty well. Eric Martin. Yeah. Eric's not fooling anybody spelling his name like that on Twitter. You're not yeah. fooling me, sir. <laughs> um, Ryan Baxter. So this is a good question. Um, he said he saw a rumor the other day that Swope Park might be going down to USL Division Three. He hopes it's not true, but what nuts? do we think the likelihood is of this happening? Um, Why does that happen? Why would that happen? Well, I know for a fact that USL wants all of the MLS two teams down in USL three. They do not Why? want. They do not want. They they think it cheapens it, and they think it's just kind of a farm league, and they want their USL top division, which it'll be just USL. They're, they're not wrong. They they want it to be more of a true, you know top flight, for lack of a better term, league for the. No, USL. they're not wrong. And, it does so, cheapen it. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I know Toronto FC2 has already announced they will be down in USL D3. I think Orlando City's really? B team is going to be down in, in USL D3. I would say Peter Vermees probably doesn't want them down to be in D3, but... Um, do you have a choice, though? I, I don't know. I mean, USL pulls all sorts of shenanigans. Yeah. That's true. I think you're going to do what the league wants you to do, and 
I mean, it seems like that's not the type of competition you want your boys to get, especially when you got to put someone like Seth Sinovic on there coming back from injury. You, you don't want him to just breeze through the competition down there, you know? Yeah. And I heard that USL D3 is going to be more like regional. Like they're not going to be traveling all over to play other teams, which kind of sucks because then you're not playing against the best competition the USL has. Um, Right. How cool was it when Las Vegas came to town? That was fun. Yeah. We had a good time. Or Phoenix or Sounders too. Like, I don't know. I I like it. Um, Yeah. That's interesting. What was the question though? Did he, he was just saying he heard a rumor about it. Yeah. What's the likelihood of it? I would say, as much as so I hate it, it, it's likely. probably pretty likely. I don't know if it'll happen yeah. right right away, but I would say over the next season or two, don't be surprised if Swope Park is forced down. Um, Man, they're playing yeah. right now tonight, aren't they? We're, we're recording on Tuesday. They're actually playing right now. Against Sacramento at, at Children's Mercy yep. Park. I couldn't make it out there, but hopefully right. uh, hopefully it's a win. Well, yeah, you have more important things. Um, last question. Oh, <laughs> last question before we, we we touch on uh just a couple things in the league and quick world cup hits um darren meeker says oh hey Goody, wait 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 yeah, sorry what brad evans is uh brad evans was getting a start for swope tonight oh good for brad uh that's cool glad to see him getting some minutes probably not what he yeah. thought he would be right now in his career with the usl side maybe but, hey. maybe he'll come play with us man maybe he could uh fill in and add some midfield play or, or whatever you know or let graham go up in the midfield play right back could be you never know uh so all right go da- for it sorry da- darren meeker with our last question said with gutierrez and others coming back soon should we expect more offense more consistency i know they will have to get back in the swing of things but it's got to be promising for the end of the season right mm. so nope nope, nope. <laughs> He's been okay. through too much, man. He's a changed man. I don't think it's going to be the Felipe we, we've seen. I'm just okay, saying, well, they, a hernia, you can't come back from that. There you go. Um, Pessimist Dan <laughs> says it's not going to ever be the same. He's forever changed. Um, you can't come back from a sports hernia, bro. You might as well just sell him now. So it's Season ending. Um, <laughs> I do think it'll help. If he can return anywhere close to the form he was in, I don't know if he'll get all the way back there because he was kind of lighting it up. Um, I think people just over halfway really... through the season. Yeah. And I think part of it was people hadn't really figured him out yet. And he was kind of an under the radar signing. So I don't know if he'll be that good again, but um, I think, I think he'll be pretty good. And I think he, he will certainly help not hurt. Um, so yeah, that's what I think. Um, around the rest of the league, um, not a lot of crazy stuff. FC Dallas did come back and uh, and beat Atlanta United in the midweek. Um, and Atlanta fans had a meltdown, um, which I thought was pretty hilarious. Um, oh, I love their meltdowns. They're also melting down about their season ticket prices being raised right now. Yeah. Uh, hashtag salty Atlanta fans moment. They don't <laughs> like their season ticket prices right now. Yeah, surprise. Sports teams raise prices when they're doing well. Um, I. Unless you're SKC, man, they keep it at a smooth, flat rate. Yeah. My my favorite my, my favorite tweet I saw was some Atlanta fans said they better not go the way of the corporate Falcons and, and raise prices yep. and do all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And I was like, newsflash, <laughs> you're owned by the owner of the Falcons and you play in yeah. their stadium. Like, Yeah. Get, get your own stadium. That's what I want to say is like, you know what? Other places might be able to, oh, don't even get me started, bro. Get your own damn stadium. All right? You're All you are – you're the New England Revolution 2.0. Like that's that's all you are. <laughs> Get this, LAFC already beat you because they're doing better and they have their own stadium. Bye. There you go. Um, that was it. I, I dropped the mic for a minute. I, I didn't walk away though, but I did drop it. Well, did you see Atlanta United's uh, tweet earlier today right. that said the stars have aligned and there will be goals? And then they put up a, a, a little ad for the All-Star game and it says Magnificent Seven. Oh, yeah. And it's got Ronaldo in his Juventus Seven jersey and then Joseph Martinez <laughs> as if he's on a Ronaldo level. Um, Dumb. For, dude, Ronaldo's not going to play. He didn't play no. last year because he was no. too busy like going Why? to get arrested in court. Why the hell would he play on turf, especially when three days later, you know who he could make his debut against? Real yeah, freaking Real Madrid. Madrid. Right. 
They're like, hey, Cristiano, do you want to play in this MLS All-Star game? And he's like, what's MLS? I mean, let's be honest. He doesn't want to play in this thing. He's like, no, I, I'm worth a lot of money. Are you kidding me? He, he hates the Real Madrid president, so he's going to want to make his debut and drop a hat trick on his old team. Yeah, So absolutely. Which, incidentally, is I, your team, Okay, so watch I'm him sorry. play. <laughs> That's true. Hey, I'm a Juventus fan too, man. I like watching all the big teams. So, How, how long have you been a Juventus fan? Uh, since I met a guy who was a Juventus fan last year. Oh, and I, okay. I was like, okay, I'll go. try to get into Serie A. And he, okay. uh, he was like, he was like, yeah, you should watch Juventus. I was like, I'll give it a shot. So, I was making sure you weren't going to say since 11 a.m. this morning. or so. <laughs> <laughs> Since today. No, no, it was last year. We just, I never watched Serie A. And he's like, oh, I watch it all the time. I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> um, our, he's our, a Toronto other- guy, so. Yeah, other other games. LAFC smacked Orlando. Um, smacked him in the mouth. RSL beat FC Dallas, which is probably good. Yeah, I guess good for us. I guess, but RSL's rolling. And then uh, we had the world's most boring Hudson River derby, where New York City FC squeaked one out against the Red Bulls one zero at Yankee Stadium. They did squeezed um, one out. Little old dinker. Yeah. So. Um, and then obviously uh, the transfer window is open. So Wayne Rooney will probably make his debut this weekend as Audi Field opens up in D.C. Um, the Sounders travel down to Atlanta. Oh, that uh, is this weekend. I will, I will expect that their new striker, Raul Ruidas from Peru, um, will probably make his debut. Um, Andre Horta might make his debut for uh, LAFC. So there's some big names Ugh. out there. Horta. So, Horta. You gotta um, you gotta Jew it up a little bit. Horta. Horta. Um Is that offensive? You gotta say Jew it up? it up. I didn't mean that. I was gonna say what? Um God. Yeah, the the DC United game will be fun, except it's against Vancouver and it's not on national TV. So um That's true. DC has their old goalkeeper, right? Uh who does DC have as goalkeeper? Do they have Usted? Goalkeeper? I guess, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, I thought so. And then Sunday is going to be some fun games. After you watch the World Cup final, you can watch Atlanta take on yes. Seattle on Fox. And then later that night, you can watch a big Western Conference game, LAFC versus Portland Timbers on ESPN. Ooh, so, that'll be a fun one. I like that. Going to hey, be a pretty fun so- soccer Sunday. We already know that France is on to the World Cup final. Does England beat Croatia, or does Croatia keep their uh, string of PKs going? Um, well, I can tell you exactly what will happen, uh, because I oh, just wow. played this game in FIFA right before we recorded. Um, so obviously, <laughs> I know. Um, you FIFA'd, I was Yeah, you fifa the world. Yeah, I was playing as Croatia, because I am a Croatia fan right now, and... Uh, you know, it was a close game. It was it was it was tight. It was hard fought. Looked like it was going to go into extras at zero zero, and then freaking Harry Kane in the 89th minute put England up one zero, and I was like, "Son of a bitch! Like England's going to oh freaking boy. do this." And so you then, lowered uh, the skill level to rookie. No, no, no. I put it on <laughs> all out attack, and I had Luka Modric fire one up to Mandzukic, who broke through the defense and from outside the box in the 90th minute. Fired one past my boy Jordan Pickford, Everton hero, and uh, oh boy, we, we went into extra time one one. I think England was demoralized because it was all Croatia in extra time. Mandzukic got another one, um, and uh, someone else on Croatia. I don't Radic, Rakitic. Okay. I think maybe I You're don't remember. Making up names now. Um, Quit making them up. <laughs> Croatia ended up winning three one. So there you go. Croatia's gonna win, and it's 3-1. not coming home. That's- pretty hefty score croatia and france in the final i don't i think france wins that one if i'm being honest i think france has to be the favorite no matter who wins now don't you think yeah i think i do think france wins no matter what but hey what a story if croatia pulls it off because as far as the world rankings go croatia is the lowest ranked team out of the remaining teams except for like russia you know they were they were low not even ranked right they're not a bad team man luka luka modric is one of the best players in the world oh yeah Mandzukic is i good. love him on madrid yeah it's it's uh it'll be a fun game um 
He's an ugly have, son of a gun, but he's a good soccer player. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will say, no matter what happens, I think it'll be a fun storyline. Because if Croatia makes it against France, it's kind of like David versus Goliath, little Croatia versus big France. It is. But if England makes it, I mean, who's not excited about an England-France final? So That's true. That's big time. That's got like World War Two you know uh buddy implications weren't they weren't they on the same side like they were they were they were allies yes they were on the allies um but there's you know there's a little bit i watched i watched dunkirk yeah there you go (laughs) you're a world war ii expert um i know there's 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 a, a notable history of tension between england and france so um that's true harry styles was in that movie Harry Styles was in that movie. Um, Sorry, I'm still on my Dunkirk thing here. <laughs> um, I don't know. England says it's coming home, which, side note, did you know, trivia for all you people out there, oh, FIFA doesn't recognize England as the home of soccer. They do not. Do you, know where, FIFA, do you know where FIFA recognizes as the home of soccer? Switzerland? Nope. China. China? Because... 200 years before England ever started doing anything with soccer, apparently China was doing military drills that were the earliest forms of soccer that eventually led to what evolved into modern day soccer. England was the first people to write down the rules of soccer as they are today. But FIFA themselves on their website say it all originated in China. So there you go. Bro, you have entirely too much time on your hands. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's, that's been uh, a fun little lesson for the day so next time you see a, a an englishman yelling it's coming home you can let him know that england is not the yeah. home china football yeah it's going see to china with you know a bunch of tariffs and stuff <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know much about that i've just seen tariffs in the news and i feel like it's a it's a word i should get to learn i don't i don't know what it means yeah it's like a tax on imports, basically. Oh, of course. Um, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> but, man, if Croatia wins, I'll have my Croatia jersey. You'll have your France jersey. Be a little, true, uh, we'll be a pod divided. So Because we got bad blood. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun, though, man. I, I cannot wait. It is going to be an awesome soccer-packed week. Um by the time Absolutely. y'all listen to this, you may be listening to With it after SKC Croatia. Loss. Yeah, SKC lost, but hopefully we'll we'll rebound. By the time you're listening to this, we may already know if it's Croatia or England. Um, but whoever it is, going to be a fun one. Let me ask you this right before we go. Third place game is on Saturday. Does anyone care about the third place game? Dude, I'm so lame that I'll I'll watch it anyways because it's a, it's a soccer game. Like I'm always watching soccer. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'll probably have it on, but like Lukaku's not going hard for a third place game. Like he doesn't care. No, there's no way. I mean, do do you even? What does third place get? Do you get some more money or something? Do you get medals that you can sell on eBay? I just think like, do you have to play <laughs> your main guys or can you play your backups and give them a? Give them a game at the World Cup. Just put Fellaini up at striker and see what happens. That's what I would do. Bro, sorry. I'm a big <laughs> Fellaini fan, man. I think he's very important to Manchester United and Belgium. Like, the dude's good. And people hate him. Man United hate him. Yeah. He's, uh, he's I mean, an easy The team target. doesn't. They re-signed him for a couple of years, so they don't hate yeah. him. But, like, fans don't like the big tree. I feel like they have a love-hate relationship with him. Like, they love to make fun of him, but then when he does something yeah. good, it's like he's their favorite guy ever. Right. I have a buddy so. that's like that. Like, I am I like Fellaini, and he's like, I hate him. And then he'll score a header, and I'm like, yes! And he's like, ugh, fucking fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'll oh, take man. it, but I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we are just past the hour mark, well, so it. that is about our time do you have anything else for our good listeners before we let them go for the week no we've enjoyed our time tonight boys and girls it's uh it's been fun and uh go hit us go hit us with a review all right we're rolling along slowly but surely go hit us with an itunes rating and review and we would greatly appreciate that check out on the volleyapparel.com get you some swag over there that's it man good show 
Sounds great. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, tweet us at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com, and tell your friends. Um, our good listener, Jeremy, has been doing a great job telling his friends, bringing his friends from Texas to SKC games, bringing them from all over the country to SKC games. Do that too. Um, so thank you guys. We couldn't do this without you. Uh, we will be back next week as always after the world cup has concluded. So Mm -mm. for Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.